You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Welcome to Geekiest However, episode 146. Yes, listeners, I remembered, and I'm back. Mike McPeak, thank you so much for filling in for me. We appreciate it. We still need to do that threesome. Uh, but this week, Kevin and I just, you know, wanted to have a, a twosome again. Just a, a, a good bromance, because sometimes two's companies, three's a crowd. But, uh, Mike, thank you very much, sincerely. Uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, I honestly haven't even listened to the episodes yet, so you guys could have totally <laughs> kicked me in the butt up and down the podcast in alley. It wouldn't matter because I didn't listen. Oh, you bastard. Yeah, but so, Kevin, <laughs> what you did, you deprived me of the ability to actually edit the show. Because what I did was, like, Kevin sent the file across to me to upload to Tim, then Tim uploads it to iTunes. And, of course, Kevin goes, I've already done the edit. All you need to do is downsample it. Okay. And, you know, I thought, oh, I'll get it in, I'll get it in. And, and it just it kept getting pushed back. You just totally hosed that up. We did refer to you in a few ways, um, and Mike's new name is Five Thirds a Bunny Turd or something like that, I think. <laughs> oh, man, I missed that. I'm going to definitely have to go back to, to, to listen to that. But seriously, even listeners, I know sometimes you get inundated with podcasts. There's just so many and so many great ones, and I'm not saying that ours is great, but I'm just saying that there's a lot of really good ones out there. Well, Kevin, when you and Mike are on, it's great. When I'm on, it's like, who cares? Okay. Yeah, um, who gives a shit? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, you know, but I, I understand if you sort of jump ahead a few weeks and then uh, and, and you don't catch it. But seriously, go back and, and when you have time, go back and listen to the shows, especially when I'm not on, because they're usually much better shows. The mind isn't in the gutter quite as much. And it's a little bit more highbrow, if you will. Uh, you know, there's a better conversation going on there. Uh, so, uh, always good. Always good. Uh, yeah. you know, Kevin, I haven't done NAMP for like two months now and you know I what? know. I gotta be quite I'm honest. Get, and I'm getting pissed about that. I don't know whether I'm going to go back to it or not. Well, I think you damn well better because now I've got to find other shows to fill in my hole. In my podcast listening. Thank God you put the podcast <laughs> listening. I was thinking, geez, which hole is it? And, you know, knowing my luck, it would be the butthole. <laughs> um, you know, I, I had it to help with the Klingons. Oh, dear. Dear God. Klingons and buttholes already in the first five minutes. Uh, you know, Kevin, it's one of these things. I love doing the show, but I love talking to the people more than I love talking about the Mac. The, the Mac and Apple, it's... It gets a little bit dull after a while. I mean, the 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 Mac side things, the Mac computers, they're mature computers. Don't fall asleep on me, Kevin. This is a serious topic. <laughs> you know, the com- the computers are mature. Where, you know, when, once you've got your set of applications, you're pretty much you're right. You just have to keep going along and keep doing your daily routine. And I don't go venturing out a lot anymore, um, except for office. Um, you know, then I ventured out. Uh, yeah, I was to say. But, you know, the same things on iOS. I found the apps that I want to use. I'm happy with the apps. And I just feel a lot of the times when I do NAMP that I'm repeating myself, that I'm, I'm sort of referring to the same apps and the same work process, and I haven't really changed it. And I, I sort of fear that it's boredom to the end listener. Now, in saying that, you know, I've got a great diversity of people that have come on and done the show with me. And that that's where the show really lies. I you know, if I do go back to it, it's got to be rebooted and got to be something completely different than what it was. It can't stay the way it used to be. It's got to be completely re-engineered, and I honestly don't know what to do with that. I, it, It's still got to be four people, four talking heads, but it, it has to be informative, It's, it, and, but it, it's got to also not pull punches, so we need a rant section. Uh, you know, we, we need, we need this section of ranting and then we need the section of news and then we need this section of opinion. And I'm, I'm just not, I'm, I'm not sure of the formula at, at this point in time, because let's be honest, Kevin, the other problem with the, the Mac industry at the moment is there's been really nothing announced from Apple in six to seven months. It's been, uh, 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 yeah, they just dropped new MacBook Air. Uh, they suck. Come on. I'm not upgrading for a hundred megahertz more. Yeah, but you have to upgrade so you can sell me yours for $100. Yeah, not going to happen. Not going to happen. If it was a bigger jump, 
Ah, I might be interested. Actually, you know, it was one of those things. It wasn't even... It, it came out, ooh, headlines on all the, the websites. And it's like, guys, uh, that's a footnote. It's not a bloody headline. Apple didn't even announce it properly. They just bumped it up. It's like, ah, oh, look, it's just... A refresh. Obviously, they ran out of chips that they were using before. They needed to put new ones in. There's your update. And yes, it provides, I don't know, an extra hour or something of, of video playback from iTunes thanks to the, the slightly improved processor or something that's in it. But it, it's exactly the same as what I bought last year. Uh, they apparently didn't change uh, even the, the model designation number. It's still the same model designation number. So... Apple's not even classing it as a new MacBook Air. It's just, it's it's there. It's just a little bit faster. So the reason I got all excited was that you were going to buy a new one and you were going to sell me yours for 100 or $150 like we agreed upon. I, I never I, agreed upon that. I'm pretty sure we did. I have it recorded somewhere, so I'll make it up if we didn't. You, but you <laughs> have to. You have to. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. It, it looked exciting because a lot of new ones showed up. Um, a lot of the, or not new ones, but refurbished ones showed up in the store mm-hmm. right after that, which I've seen some uh, awesome deals on, you know, uh, the MacBook Air. I saw one. I I really got really, really close to pulling the trigger on it. It was a uh, uh, 128 gig, 11 inch, and it had 8 gigs of RAM in it. Nice. Which is. For more than I, what I I've got. Yeah, and I could overcome the storage problems with other things. I mean, we've talked about different ways to overcome the storage problems. But the RAM is a little more of an issue to overcome. So, it was only... For what you do, it is. I think it was $799 US Mm -hmm. or $789 US. It was something... It was below $800 US, which I was going, (laughs) me likey. Yeah, and and look, even the new ones. I mean, that's the other thing that did come out with the new release or the updated release. They dropped the price below $1,000 in the U.S. for the first time uh, on a MacBook line, which uh, for a brand new computer is absolutely fantastic. It, you know, that's kind of, you know, the Windows guys, you know, the Dell buyers and so forth can can go and buy us because uh, we're getting down to that, that price point where it's, it's great engineering, great quality at a re- really, really reasonable price. And, uh, you know, look, I, I can't speak higher of the MacBook Air. I absolutely love it. I'm very comfortable with it. Uh, it's my main computer now, and uh, I, I just recommend everyone goes out and buys one. But, uh, you know, it, it, I'm not going to get the new one, Kevin. I'm, I'm sorry to shatter your hopes and dreams, but I'm just not going to get the new one because, well, I don't want to. You bastard. Yeah. You bastard. I yeah. fought in your general direction. Oh, and speaking of which, I had a lot of baked beans for lunch, so please pardon me in advance. Beans, beans, the musical fruit. The more you eat, the more you toot. The more you toot, yep. (laughs) So I had two giant bowls of beans for lunch, so. Whew, man, that'd be one stinky office you're sitting in. Well, we do have the full full ventilation running on the the house here to cool the house down. Yeah, I, I just feel sorry for your chair at this point in time, Kevin. It ain't my chair that's going to be more worried about. It's the sheets when I get in bed tonight that they're going to be in bigger trouble. <laughs> oh, your poor wife. Oh, dear. Oh, well, yeah. it, it'll keep you warm, I guess. Although it's, it's, it's heading into summer in your end of the world, so uh, you don't really need to stay too warm. No, I went out and put weed and feed on the yard this evening, and I about melted while I was doing it. Weed and feed. Sounds like uh, what we call sort of manure or... Uh, or blood and bone helps the the, the grass. It makes and everything the, grow. it kills the weeds and helps the grass grow. Because mm-hmm. I got a bumper crop of dandelions coming up out in my yard. <laughs> I, I I got to ask, why bother when for a good three months of the year it's covered in snow? Because I want it to look good when it. I want it to look like green carpet when it's not covered in snow. Gotcha. That's it. So no, it, it. I mean, the weeds are just. I mean, they're awful. It looks bad. I mean, I hate the grass, but I want it to look at least decent. And and the weeds are thicker than the bugs on a bumper in the summertime here. And uh, <laughs> I just I went out and I hosed it down real good. I used the uh, spray weed stuff and to kill the weeds and put the feed on the lawn and help to fill the lawn in some. And yeah, that just means well. So, fortunately, it, you sound exhausted from it, Kevin. 
I was. But the bad part is I haven't mowed my yard yet this year. Fortunately, because of other things, my wife has been kind enough to mow it for me all year so far. Kevin, now it is what? Mother's Day today. I hope that you didn't have your wife, the mother of your children, out there mowing the lawn. No, I had her do it Thursday. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> actually, she, actually, she volunteers to do that. I don't make her. She just knows that, you know, on the weekends, I only have a limited amount of time. Mm-hmm. And she'd rather have me helping her do other things or being with the kids or something like that. That's very kind of her. Yes, it is very nice of her, and I do do greatly appreciate it. And while we're on the topic, a very happy Apple. You got me thinking of Apple. Apple, Apple. A very happy Apple. A very happy Mother's Day to all the mothers listening. I know we have a few, so I want to wish all of them a very, very happy Mother's Day. Absolutely, and I'm surprised that we've got some others listening, given our potty mouths, and uh, you know they're, they're probably taking out the the wooden spoons and going, "You naughty boys!" But it's only because you like that sort of thing. I must admit, I kind of do. You know, I, I had my fair share of wooden spoons broken over my backside growing up, and uh, yeah, good <laughs> memories, good memories. Hey, while, while we're talking about random topics here, I also wanted to. Uh, give a big public thank you to your lovely wife and the mother of your children uh, for the lovely Easter box of candy that I received. Ah, yummy. So that's yes. where my Easter... I didn't get any candy this year. Oh, it got sent to you. I got Easter candy and I got my Tim Tams, which I'm saving for a special occasion. Yes, the Tim Tams are my favorite. Actually, they were my grandmother's favorite uh, biscuit. So for anyone that doesn't know, uh, Tim Tam is basically a chocolate biscuit. And it's got a layer of, of almost molten chocolate, just really soft chocolate in the middle. And then it's got two chocolate biscuits. And then it's wrapped in a layer of chocolate on the outside. And uh, it is, it, it's an orgasm for the mouth. It's just beautiful. Oh, I can't wait. I, my friend uh, that I work with that's from Australia as well, uh, he said, have you eaten every day when he sees him, have you eaten them yet? Have you eaten them yet? Have you eaten them? I said, no, I haven't eaten them yet. I said, I'm just saving them. He said, how can you restrain yourself? I said, well, I've got other stuff around the house. And, and I mean, we have had, it's just past Easter. We're what, two or three weeks, three weeks past Easter, I guess now, or four weeks, whatever it's been. And I'm still eating all the Easter candy I got. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm still going through that. I was having some jelly beans earlier, so I am it, starting to run low on jelly beans. It does take a while to go through all the Easter stuff and uh, to make sure that you don't make yourself sick, too, because that's something that's never nice to to have a crook tummy after Easter. And I haven't gotten to my peeps yet that were in my Easter basket. Yeah, I kind of have, and um, let's just... Put it this way, they're kind of all gone, Kevin. Are they? <laughs> that was a lot of peeps I sent, dude. <laughs> that was like eight packets. And between Natalia and Nicholas and, and, and Gretel and myself, we have cleaned house. Nicholas still has his, though. He's only eaten half of his. And, and he, he, he takes one at a time and then puts it back in the fridge and, and so forth. So it's very cute. <laughs> Oh, uh, that's amazing. I'm glad you all... What What did you think when you opened that box and saw that? Uh, before I opened the box, I looked at... I I, I, uh, I think the, the price of the shipping was on there, and I went, holy hell, Kevin, how much did you pay for shipping? <laughs> no worries that, about that. That was ludicrously expensive for shipping, but I, we, we just went, holy shit, how are we ever going to get through all of these? Well, lo and behold, we've put on a couple of kilos. But, oh, they were yummy. Oh, you know what? The, the little duck ones, the ones that sort of... Uh, uh, Those are the original peeps. The They're original chip. peeps. Aren't they nice They're... when you just sort of chew into the, the, the cushy middle of the body and it's just, it's so cushy. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Those are the original shapes of peeps. Mm-hmm. That, is, that is how the peeps started, was hey, like that. I've got to ask, have you ever seen like a video on YouTube about how they make peeps? Is there like a video that we can watch to see how they make it? Uh, I bet there probably is, but there's also, well, you probably don't get the Food Network down there, do you? No, well, I, I don't know. I don't get cable here, so probably not anyway. There's a, there's a, there's a, there was an Easter special every year it comes on. 
and they update it slightly, but they have the uh, they have on there how they make the peeps and how they cool. c- coat them in sugar and all, right. all that sort of. Well, next time it's on, record it on a USB stick for me and and just send it via Dropbox so that I can uh, I can have a look. And yeah, that's that's piracy one hundred and one. But who cares? Because I oh. can't get it in Australia. If I could get it out here, I'd watch it. But no, peeps are. I mean, in this country, pe- people either hate them or they like love Tim Chatton. He he. He can't stand them. He just doesn't like them. He, 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 he's a, uh, he's a peeper. He's a peep hater, man. He is. Don't he's, be hating the peep. Hate nah, the game. He, you, you can't hate the peepers. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta love the peeps. So, well, I'll start next year. I'll try to send an even larger variety. Oh dear God! Because <laughs> they've added a bunch of new ones this year. They've added. Um, they had sour watermelon. Ooh. They had the giant peeps, which are these things that were about, oh, about seven inches tall. It was one giant bunny peep. Yeah, Kevin, after all the peeps I've eaten since Easter, I kind of think I am the giant peep. You are? I think so. I'm, I, well, I'm cushy and marshmallowy on the inside. Well, put yourself in the microwave and see what happens. No, I don't think I'll do that. Thank you, Kevin. Some people microwave peeps to watch them yeah. explode. Ah, okay, so it's like a sport. Well, it's like they want to abuse peeps. I, but, I had a friend... I, I can't stand that. It's, it's like people who go out and buy a new iPhone or a new PlayStation or whatever, and they put it in the microwave, or they drop it off a building or whatever. It's like, are you fucking morons? Are you fucking insane? Those people are the dumbest YouTubers in the fucking world. I hate them. Oh, I know. I, I remember when the iPad first launched, I saw... Uh, a bunch of uh, guys, they went up, they said, look, we got a brand new iPad. They were coming out of a Best Buy, I think, somewhere in the Northeast. And they, they opened it up, they took it out, said, look at this. And it was a brand new iPad. Threw it up in the air, and a guy hit it with an aluminum baseball bat. And then they just beat the crap out of the thing. And I'm going, okay, you do know that you just tore $500 up. Yeah, you might as well have just gone and tore the money up, literally, because it, it, that's what you've done, and it, it, it it's so pointless. I mean, I don't why? know I, why there's so many stupid people in this world, Kevin. I mean, can't can't we kill them? I mean, well, see, that's I have a theory about stupid people. That's the reason that God invented skateboarding and snowboarding. It's to sterilize the stupid people. Because if you watch them, they land on their junk and stuff on the rails and stuff, and that usually works on sterilizing the stupid people. That kind of works. I can go yeah. with that. That's, that's, yeah, that's not a bad way of thinking about it. Yeah, I'm. You know, that's the way I look at it. It's God's way of getting of thinning the gen, gene pool of the stupid people. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what? It, it's either that or it's God's way of, of showing uh, that you know the normal people. We we go. Oh, thank God we're not like that. <laughs> that's true. That's very true. He could he could uh, he could be trying to get rid of the uh, uh, make make an example. Yeah, I guess that would be what it was. Make an example of the stupid people, so other people go, ooh. Of course, I have a friend that always says her theory is that stupid should hurt. Because she said if you're going to do something stupid, it should hurt. Because that way you learn not to do stupid again. <laughs> Pretty much. But, but unfortunately, yeah. stupid people don't tend to, to get injured that much. And You know what, Kevin? I, I actually had a topic that I wanted to discuss this week, which was, is the iPhone a health risk or not? Now... There's two ways of looking at this. Is the electromagnetic field that comes from the iPhone or and any any electronic device that has a wireless chip in it? You know, we, we hold these things every day. We put them in our pockets that, that's closer to our junk than perhaps we'd like to if there was a problem. And, um, you know, you kind of... Uh, yeah, Kevin, you put yours in the shirt pocket. Your man boob will be fine, okay? No, but, but if I put it in my shirt pocket and my junk is all the way up there, I got other problems. <laughs> Yes, you do. Uh, <laughs> but I, I want to just have a quick chat on what you thought. Is, is it a health risk or this stuff from the standpoint of electromagnetic fields? Uh, because I think the science is still... I, I did a little bit of research on it the other day. When I say a little bit, maybe two hours worth of research. read a couple of scientific journals that um, you know were, were both pro and against um, the risk factor. So I thought, you know, it'd be cool for us to have a little chat about what you think. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm sitting on the fence as to whether or not 
it, it's one of these um, danger things. But at the same time, uh, I, I always make the call with the earbuds in if I'm talking on it. Um, and I, I sort of, if I'm not using it, I don't leave it in my pocket. For instance, it's sitting at the back of my desk right now. Uh, it's just there. Um, what, what do you think, Kevin? Are, are we uh, all going to turn into these sort of, I, I, you know, the big C word, cancer? I mean, is, is it going to, do you think it's going to cause crap like that in us? Do you think it's got any factor of that? I don't, I don't, I don't think we have enough empirical data to tell us for sure. And by the way, sitting on the fence will also damage your junk, just so you know. Anyway. Yeah, but, it, the- but it scratches between the ass crack. Uh, it gets it, rid of the Klingons. Oh, it gets right up there. and Oh, it's beautiful. As long as you don't get a splinter. Don't get a splinter. Oh, then the wife has to come with the tweezers and pull it out. And all, oh, ha, ha. Pour a little gasoline on it to loosen it up. Anyway. So, and then light it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, I, don't, I don't think there's enough evidence to say one way or the other. But I guess I'm leaning more towards the... Eh, I think there's a lot of other stuff in this world that's going to kill me long before that does too Mm. i mean maybe i'm wrong i won't say that i'm not i've always you know and you you listen to the science on it and they go one way they go the other way they go one they they go back and they change their mind while they're changing their mind yes is what it seems like to me so of course the cell phone companies oh no there's nothing wrong with it you're perfectly safe but you know i i don't know and the manufacturers are the same way so I'm on the fence. I'm more worried about a meteor hitting the earth, frankly, than I am the cell phone causing cancer. Sure. And, you know, that that's, I, I, as I said, I don't know, but it, it is interesting when you do actually put a cell phone up to your ear, how much warmth your head has uh, after a call, especially if it's any length of time. So it's just one of those interesting things. And I think the reason why I'm thinking about it is I, I read a, a scientific journal that looked at the exposure of kids uh, to these electronic devices with, uh, you know, um, wireless technology in it and so forth. And I started to then sort of get a little bit concerned. Oh, you know, the kids constantly playing on the iPad and, and stuff. It's like, you know, is, is this too much? Could it be damaging them? Who knows? I mean, this scientific journal that I was that I, I was reading was indicating that it's plausible, that it, it could have detrimental effects. And then another one on the flip side, of course said, no, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Well, I guess I'm not as much worried about the damage that does to my kids as my own perverse little weirdness that I am as a parent will do to them. I think that's going to cause them more psychotherapy needs than any uh, other health risks. Definitely, yeah. My, my kids will definitely be talking to a therapist in, in 10 years' time and probably for the rest of their life. But, uh, eh, you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean that's our gift as a parent is to drive our kids to the edge of psychotherapy, just just close enough, but just short of them coming along and murdering us. Yes, we've got to make sure that they don't do that, especially you, because in your house you've got guns. At least I don't. They kill me with knives. Well, oh, I have. Dear. I taught we uh, my my oldest uh, learned to shoot a bow the other day. Ooh, uh, cause nice. she she got a bow for Christmas. And then uh, we progressed from a bow up to uh, a small caliber rifle. And then we progressed from there to, they stopped at that. Then we progressed up. I got to shoot a rather large caliber pistol. It was very exciting. (laughs) Hey, crazy American talking about his guns. Uh, You know these what? Any, my fellow Australians my, and, and my fellow UK friends and New Zealanders and everyone else, everywhere else but America, even Canada. You guys know how I'm feeling. He's a scary man. Well, look at it this way. if When you come to the United States and we finally get to meet in person, I will take you out and teach you to shoot a gun. I, look, I've got to say, I wouldn't mind doing that. You know, it's one of those things that I wouldn't mind doing. I mean, it, it is a, a sort of scare factor. Uh, but you know what? It's just because I haven't done it. I haven't been exposed to it. And it's probably something that if I, if I did do that and I did it enough, I wouldn't be scared and in fear of it. Um, that being said, a gun in your hands pointed at my butt, well, you know, I'd be scared it's of only gonna have It's only going to have rock salt in it, and I'm going to have Gretel there helping me reload. <laughs> the, the love I get, people, the love. 
Hey, Kevin, let's, oh. let's, let's swim back to the mobile phone cause and health risks because I'm getting worried about my anatomy now. Um, <laughs> oh, but, dear. And yeah, I, like I said, with the, the phone, the iPads or, you know, tablet computers, and, I mean, if you're going to think about how a tablet computer or something like that, how bad risky it is, I mean, what's the difference between that and sitting hunched over in front of a laptop or... You know, I mean, there's inherent health risks there, too. I mean, yeah, there is, I guess, with a lot of different things and especially, uh, you know, look, I I see people walking along the street and they're looking at their phone and they're crossing a road and they don't even look to see if cars are there. And out out here in Australia, I'm sure it's happening in the U.S. as well. People are walking into buses and and getting killed. And I'm not shitting you. This is not a joke. They're honestly walking into the path of buses and getting knocked down and, and dying. There was two in the last week. Uh, in, oh, in my Sydney. God. Yeah, it, it's just, it's insane. It's like people, the phone is not that fucking important. Even if someone dies and someone and, and you're getting a call from emergency services to say someone's died or from a family member to say someone's died, guess what? They're not going anywhere. So yeah, that's... take your time. I, yeah, I don't, I do not understand that. I don't, I'm not, you know, if I have idle time, if I'm not doing anything and I can barely walk and talk at the same time, that's why we don't do this podcast with me walking because that would just be, blah, 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 blah. but isn't it that way? Yeah, no, that's just you. <laughs> anyway, ah, <laughs> nice call. Uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, if I'm sitting idle, just sitting there waiting for something to happen. I'll whip out my phone and look up something real quick or do something and I can lay it back down. It's not that bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless I'm talking to my mother, then I t- tend to be on my phone more because I'm just trying to avoid that. But no, I shouldn't say that out loud. Damn it. No, oh, I'm just I kidding. Would, I would. I, I do the same thing. It's like, okay, what can I get? Okay. How can I avoid this conversation? It's like you're trying <laughs> to find something that totally takes you out of this real world. You just want to jump into the screen at that point in time. So no, I, I can, I can respect that. I, uh, I'm certainly the same, but, uh, no, yeah, I, I don't understand the complete distraction. I don't understand. I see people here around me do this. They get in their vehicle, they back out of their driveway. And by the time they're out of the driveway, you know, if it's a, a one person, like a husband or a wife, or if it's a both a husband one, they're both on the phone as soon as they get they get out of the driveway. You know, it's like, why didn't you just make the phone call before you yeah. left? Yeah, I, it, it's and just ridiculous. And and that takes your concentration off driving, which, you know, there's, again, drivers have been driving, answering phones, texting and so forth, and they're knocking down people on the road and it's, or, or, you know, having car accidents. And it's like... Life is not that important. Whatever's on your crappy, bloody, piece of shit smartphone is not that fucking important. Someone else's life, and, and you've got to live with it if you kill someone, someone else's life is to be cherished, and fuck the phone, man. Throw the phone in the bin. You know, Kevin, I'm getting so fed up with all these assholes that are on their phones that I hate my iPhone now. It's like, I don't even want to know it. I use it when I'm out and about to listen to music, and that's it. But otherwise, it's like, it just stays in my pocket. I don't even check email. I don't tweet very often anymore, as you've probably seen. You know, I, I just, I can't stand it. It's like, I don't want to be like those assholes. And, um, you know, so I, which, I just which, don't use it that much. Which kind of asshole do you want to be like? Clean one. Okay, good. I'm just. You said you don't want to be like those assholes. So you were saying, okay, there's another type Look, of asshole I, he does Kevin, want to emulate. Here's the thing: I don't want to be that guy, and I was starting to be that guy at one stage. I was so addicted to the phone that I missed a lot of time seeing my kids do stuff. Like every Saturday morning, my kids go to uh, swimming. They, uh, Saturday afternoon, actually, I should be correct in saying that. We we take them to swimming, and all of a sudden, about a month ago. I, I poked my head up from looking at the damn phone, doing some research into whatever I was, you know, researching at the time. Poked my head up and I saw uh, my daughter dive in the pool by herself without the instructor helping her. I saw my son, uh, you know, swimming down the pool and it's like, well, they can actually do that now? And I said to Gretel, how long have they been able to do that? And she said, oh, a couple of months. And I'm like, well, where the fuck have I been? I come here every week and I don't see it. And I, I think... This is also shitting me as well. 
I miss so much of the kids. Like so many times I go and watch them do their little presentations at school. I'm not watching them do the fucking presentation. I'm holding the stupid fucking iPhone up trying to capture it. And then I never watch it again. And and it's not in the memory banks anymore. The, these devices are making me stupid. I was stupid really? before. I, oh, okay. ha, 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 I got I got in first. But they're making me stupid, Kevin, because I can't remember things. Gretel will remember something because she doesn't go and capture everything. I'm kind of the guy who has all the technology handing off me and capturing everything. And she goes, oh, don't you recall when this and that? No. And she goes, look up the video. I'm like, oh, okay. But it's one of those things... I don't care about capturing stuff now. I care about the experience and seeing it and keeping it in the memory banks. I want to, I want to experience it. I, I want to experience the real thing, not the virtual thing. And the iPhone's the virtual thing. Now, if I could set it up on a tripod or something, or like a video camera on a tripod, just hit record and and then watch, I'd, I'd be you know in seventh heaven. That'd be great. I'd get best of both worlds. But I'm really getting tired of of. You know, we, we've often said, uh, you know, over the years, people hide behind their keyboards and tap out, you know, nasty messages on forums and Twitter and Facebook and all that kind of stuff. And you almost feel like you're hiding behind your your, your iPhone or whatever device you've got. You're hiding behind it. And it, it's like, I, I'm, I'm here, but I'm not really here. And, and when the kids see me, they see me in the audience Holding, I, I look like Georgie LaForge because I'm holding up the damn bloody iPhone and they can't see where my eyes are because I'm looking at the goddamn screen. <laughs> you know uh, that that is bad. I you know I I try to come up with a unique balance. When I used to record a lot of stuff, uh, my oldest child was when she was in concert or choir or whatever it was at school. I you know I would record it, but what I did is I took my tripod. I would sit right in the front row in the middle, mm-hmm. as close to the middle as I could get, and I'd set up the tripod and I'd turn it on, and I would just sit there and let it run. Then I could enjoy the concert and and do all that. But yeah, uh, I, I yeah, think you, that's you, what I've got to look at doing. You got to be in the moment. The only bad side to it is that, and it, well, it's not a bad side because I'm a pretty ugly son of a bitch. But the uh, most of the pictures don't include me. You know, it's me taking pictures of the kids. Same, me- same here. It's always Gretel and the kids. And I look through it and it's like, oh, okay, there's, there's one or two a year with me in there. And it's like, it, it just, it sucks. It, it Once you actually think of it, you kind of, it breaks your, your heart because it's like, oh, geez, I, I've missed It's better than life. breaking the, the lens on my camera. Well, yeah. I mean, take a, take a picture of my ugly mug. <laughs> Isn't that true? We don't want to crack down the screen. So, you know, Kevin, and and look, you know, we joke about this stuff and so forth, but I've honestly, I've stopped, I've started to stop and smell the roses again. And that's just a a metaphor, of course, for slowing down. I mentioned last time I did the show with you that, you know, I I was worried about time going too fast and I've managed to slow it down. I now walk away from the technology. This is another reason why I'm, I'm struggling to get back into doing Not Another Mac podcast, because the the technology that the MacBook and the iPhone, I'm using them as purely work tools now. They're no longer play tools. They're no longer, you know, let's waste time. And, and that's why I'm not tweeting a lot either, because I'm going in and, and I'm I'm dealing with things differently. When I want to listen to music, I sit and I just listen to that album. When I want to watch a movie, I sit and just watch the movie. I'm not having the the phone as well on my knee or, or the computer on my knee. When I'm spending time with the family, I'm spending time with the family. So now during my working hours, I'm on the computer solidly. I'm getting my work done. Uh, and you know what's funny? You're not really productive when you, you're sitting and watching TV. I, I remember a couple of times I've been writing articles for MacFusion and, uh, you know, I'll be sitting watching something with Gretel at night and I'm, I'm tapping away and I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing good work. And after... You know, an hour and a half, I've done two paragraphs, which if I had just sat down at my desk would have taken five minutes. But no, yeah. I, and it, it invades you. And, and what also it does in, in the relationship between me and Gretel, for instance, it 
keeps her away from me, if that makes sense, because she won't sort of come and lean on me and sit next to me or, or cuddle up to me or anything because the computer's there because I don't want her to knock the computer off. You know, I'm a, I'm a fucking techno nerd creep. I, you know, my computer's more important to be on me crotch than you lying on me crotch going to fence. Oh, dear God. <laughs> But I don't really think the computer's what's keeping Gretel away from you. I think it's her long exposure to you. Yes, 10 years. We celebrated 10 years. Uh, our ni- nice little uh, slide uh, shift there, Kevin. 10 years uh, on Anzac Day, which uh, in, in Australia and the UK, uh, we celebrate Anzac Day uh, a couple of weeks back now. And um, no, three weeks ago. And uh, so she's been putting up with me for 10 years. And, and you know what's funny, Kevin? I was thinking about it. I haven't been friends with anyone really for 10 years. Like, you know, real true friend. I, I guess you're the, the truest friend I, I've got that I've never met kind of thing. And, you know, our friendship's been going for years and, and likely will get to 10 years and, and, and so forth <laughs> without me pissing you off. Um, but, you know, it, it's one of those things. Yes, Kevin, I see the middle finger. Um but Gretel's put up with me for 10 years, and you know what's funny? I'm not tired of it yet. I'm not... I, I, I'm I so happy it's not funny. Um, you know, it's just... It, it's a wonderful relationship. It, it's just... It's built on respect and love, and, and uh, we've got a wonderful family, and I, I just... I'm, I'm so very happy, and it's just... 10 years is amazing how fast it's gone, number one, but number two, it's like... Wow, someone put up with me for 10 years. I don't even want to put up with me for 10 years. I haven't even liked myself enough for for 10 years in a row. (laughs) It's like, how in God's name can someone else put up with me? Yeah, I don't know. God bless her. She's a saint that walks among us. That's all I got to say. I'd I'd have to agree with you. It's it's incredible. Well, I know, because we're we're going to be celebrating in just under or just over a month, 25 years of marriage. Oh, that's a nice one. So I'm not really sure why my wife still puts up with me. Uh, other than I don't you think she knows where I don't think she knows where the insurance policy is. I think that's part of it. That's probably a good thing. Yeah, I, I keep it hidden. Uh, yeah. No, I'm kidding, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be. I'd keep it hidden. <laughs> I always tell the story. It was funny. A few years ago, you know, being responsible people, we decided to have a will made out, and we've been using this attorney local attorney or solicitor, I guess is the term used in the UK and uh, maybe in Australia. Okay. Uh, And it's an attorney that I've known for a while, and he knows I have a little bit of a strange sense of humor. And we were dealing with a new paralegal that he had there. And we were going through the the will. She was explaining everything to us, and we were signing. We got done. She said, there, everything's done. It's all signed. You're ready to go. I'll file your will this afternoon. I said, well, that's great. I said, I guess I'm going to have to start sleeping with my eyes open because she gets everything. <laughs> and the paralegal looks at me like she gets this really wide-eyed look. and She's like, is this guy serious or is he kidding or what? And all of a sudden, my attorney leans back. He said, Kevin, stop it. You're scaring her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it was it's it's yeah, it's amazing. But uh, God bless our wives. Uh, for putting up with us for so long. And actually, 25 years marriage and 27 years as a couple will be this year. Congratulations. And you know what, Kevin? I I, I wonder if we're... I mean, we're putting ourselves down by saying, how could they stay with us? Maybe they're the sick ones. Maybe they are. Maybe they are. But your wife, I've talked to your wife many times, and she is truly a saint among saints. (laughs) She is, she is in, indeed. She puts up with a lot and she still keeps coming back for more. So uh, God knows how she does it. <laughs> Kevin! Oh my God, Kevin! There's the beans. Beans, beans, the musical fruit. The more you eat, the more you toot. My finger didn't reach for the uh, mute button fast enough. I had to burp just came up. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh Funny, funny. I, I can tell you something about Gretel that happened the other night, but I won't because <laughs> it's a bit embarrassing. Well, I, oh, I, I will, I will. This, this is the show where I, I bear my soul. So, you know, there, there's nothing sacred on this show. Uh, anyway, you know, so it, it's after our anniversary, a couple of weeks after, you know, we had a nice anniversary. And anyway, I, I said to her, listen, you know, I'm kind of really in the mood, hint, hint, nudge, nudge. And, and, and that's the, the, uh, 
the uh, you know the the cut down clone version of what I actually said and and Instagram. Anyway, so you know I was talking, 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 and 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 sort of you know I was lying it on, trying to get laid. And uh, any, anyway, the next thing she's you know her hand goes up to the mouth, kind of feeling like she's going to vomit, and literally she gets up and has to go to the bathroom. She felt sick. She 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 had. Everything coming back up, and it's like, oh my god! But the timing was absolutely perfect. It was as if I had made her sick. It was just, it was one of those priceless moments that you'll remember forever because it's just so funny. Uh, and Lord. yeah, she she apologised try- for it, but you know, it was funny. Trying to be all romantic and everything like that, and that just made her hurl. Made her hurl. So there you go. <laughs> I can honestly say that that's never happened to me. Oh, boy. Some of the things that we've done. Oh, jeez. I, I could tell some stories, Kevin. I sure could. I think probably the worst thing that ever happened to me is we were sitting there eating breakfast one morning. We were having scrambled eggs and stuff, and we were just sitting there talking. And you know how you get those sudden sneezes that you Oh, know? yeah. I had my mouth full of egg. All of a sudden, I ate and blew egg everywhere. <laughs> And my poor wife's covered in scrambled eggs. Oh. <laughs> oh, dear. I think that's that's probably the worst thing I think I ever did. Bless her heart. I mean, she's had to put up with a lot of crap, but I think that's probably about as, wor- as bad as it's ever gotten for her. Well, that's better so. than what I've put Gretel through, so you're doing well. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's probably true. God, poor Gretel. Anyway. I know. I know. Hey, you had a surprise for me. I did. What was it? I don't know. You didn't tell me what the surprise was. So I got a surprise for you, something you don't know about. Uh, I forgot and I didn't write it down. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, there goes the show notes now. I have to rewrite them from scratch. Yeah, I've seen you write the show notes. It's and it'll, it'll take you an extra three seconds. Yeah, Mark was too lazy to write the show notes, so this is what you got. Deal with it. <laughs> I think I've done a very good job with the show notes. Actually, last you, you, well, you've done a much better job than I do. I, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm lazy as hell. It's like, yeah, I'm a professional writer, but who cares? I'm just going to write the shortest amount of crap I possibly can. <laughs> I go through. I re-listen to the entire show. I make See, my edit. I, I used to do that, and then I got bored of hearing my own voice. Why well, did I skip past mine? I just listened to Mike's dulcet tones and get all dreamy-eyed. Oh, wait a minute. That's, I'm not supposed to say that out loud. Okay. Maybe I was away for one week too many. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Hey, spe- speaking of weeks, uh, we are officially six weeks away from our 100th episode of this show that we, since we took over. My God, you're like a woman. How do you know that stuff? It's math, dude. 152. Yeah, but I don't pay attention. I do, because it's a milestone. It's the first milestone I've been able to hit successfully in years. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, what what should we do then? Well, we'll we'll hit episode 150 of the show, and then we do two more episodes. So I guess technically 153 is our 100th episode doing the show together. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we should do something special. We should have a three-way with Mike. A topless three-way, and we'll put it on YouTube. No, Kevin, Kevin, get, not now. Not I'm not recording video today. Oh, dear. Of course, I'm also doing a la Jeff Gamut tonight. Okay, don't stand up. And the winner is... Oh! And for the listeners that don't know what we're talking about, our friend Jeff Gamut uh, does tend to podcast without pants. Does a lot of things without pants, but we won't go into those other things. Yes, you know, at, at least he's having fun, I guess, without pants. It's always fun without pants, and I don't know about you, but... Well, you know, I, I like being able to say that's the most fun I've had without taking my pants off. That's also the only way you can count to 21, but that's a whole different topic. I don't get it. You can only count to 21 if you take your pants off. I still don't get it. Ten fingers, ten toes. Oh! <laughs> don't you mean 23? You have, you have three of them? 
I got two balls there. <laughs> I got me spaghetti and meatball or me sausage and meatball, whatever you want to call it. Meatballs. Oh, See, it's dear. actually 23. Oh, See, you're on. It's, it's 23 because, you know, the balls are big. Oh, dear Lord in heaven. Why did I start this? Listeners, I, I hey, apologize. I, I'm like the guys Dorm- from ACDC. I got big balls. And yours are the biggest balls of all. <laughs> yes, I know. I do apologize to our female listeners for getting a male anatomy lesson this class. Well, you know, I mean, what else do you listen to this show for? It's, it's, yeah. it's, not, it, it, it's not quality conversation. Uh, true, true, except for when we have guests on. Yeah, yeah, then, then we behave ourselves. Or well, you do. No, no, I don't. Why let you go on your rant so that, the, uh, so that the guests can see that it's not me, it's you? Yeah, but I only go on because you don't talk enough. I can't get a word in edgewise. Sure you can. No, I can't. When you get I, into a you, rant... You're talking now, you're getting a word in edgewise. Yeah, but when you go on your rants, it's like trying to stop a freight train with a marshmallow. It ain't going to work. <laughs> it's a rant. Yeah, yeah. It's a... Look, all I can say is I'm an opinionated bastard, and uh, I like being opinionated, and if you don't like what I say, then you can always send me an email at mark underscore green, at com. Yes, we know all about your anus, so we're good with that. Oh, indeed, the Klingons are visiting. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Kevin, we, we, we're coming up to about 15 minutes before we've got to conclude to keep to the hour mark so that we don't put people to sleep. Unfortunately, we may have already put some of them to sleep. Kevin, Kevin, wake up. You're not that old. Oh, I'm sorry. Now, war movies. You have been geeking out on war movies recently, and i got I got to say... I love war movies. I've got my favourites. I want to hear what yours are. Uh, but what's interesting about them, I don't watch them all the time, but when I do watch them, I absolutely love them. It's it's a bit like westerns for me. Again, I don't watch them all the time, but when I, I do, I love them. So uh, what, what movies have you been checking out? I've been... Uh, well, I absolutely love movies about World War II. That's probably... That used to be the top thing that I watched, but now I like a lot of the uh, Civil War type of movies, the American Civil War. But recently I've been watching uh, A Bridge Too Far, and that's from early to 70s, I guess, early to mid-70s, full of stars. Robert Redford, mm-hmm. you know, Donald Sutherland, um, uh, I, I, Paul, or not Paul Newman, but... Uh, uh, you know, uh, I can't think of all the stars that are in. I mean, there's just tons and tons of stars. Sean Connery, you know, all you know, international cast of stars. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. I just dearly love that movie. I've been watching that. I watched Saving Private Ryan. Mm-hmm. I like the gore in that movie. That's really good, especially the D-Day landing scene. Mm-hmm. Um, then the other one I've been watching is The Patriot with uh, your your yeah with Mel Gibson. Yep, and Aim, Heath Ledger. Yeah, aim small, miss small. You know, and then he goes all ape shit with the axes and starts hacking those British soldiers apart. Yeah, it's a I good mean, movie that one. It, it's uh, it, you know, look, all those war movies are graphic and they have to be, but it, it's extremely well done. Yeah, I, I, I just I like those. Then some of my other favorites were I like the, uh, it was uh, early seventies, the Midway, the movie Midway. Mm. It's got. Um, Hold on, is, is is that one about the air force that and air the, battle from the air play. battles? Yep, yep, yeah. yeah I, I think I've seen that one. Starring Charlton Heston, he's the main mm-hmm. character. In um, I love that one. Uh, battle of the Bulge is another good one that I like. Yep. Uh, some lesser known movies, uh, Gods and Generals, which is about the American Civil War, uh, Gettysburg. Gettysburg uh, is awesome. Yeah. Um, trying to think what a Patriot. What else have I been watching? Oh, Torah, Torah, Torah. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that attack, in years. The Attack on Pearl Harbor. Um, uh, the Longest Day. Have you ever seen The Longest Day? That's about Ooh. the D-Day landing. What year was uh, that made? Oh, that's an old black and white movie because it's got that John Wayne. Early Wayne, 1950s? 
Mm, probably. I can't remember. Because I, I think there's I been a few movies over the years with that The Longest Day as the title, and I'm trying to, to picture with which one, because I love John Wayne films. Um, yeah. I, I just I, I love John Wayne as much as I love Elvis. They're just, for their time frame in the, the public eye, that they were just absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, I like, uh, what was the other one I was watching? Um, oh, 30 Seconds Over Tokyo, about uh, Jimmy Doolittle's raid on Tokyo uh, during World War II. Um, trying to think what else. I've just been on a war movie. Rampage. Yeah, I just, I, I love the war movies. I, I, you know, it's a sickness. I think those were some of the very first DVDs when DVDs first came out that I bought was mostly the war movies. Mm-hmm. The very first one I bought was War Games, my favorite movie of all time. And then I started following that up with all the war movies that I could find. Mm-hmm. So, but see, what what I um, where where I got really I think into uh, into war film was actually through the documentary series um, World at War. Um, back in the day, and that that was great because I didn't see it on TV, but a colleague of mine uh, bought all the VHSs at the time, and and that was monumental. I think there was like twelve VHSs running for like three hours each. It was massive, uh, and now it's on DVD and Blu-ray. But it's a really really good series that that gives a, a good overview of everything um, relating to all the world wars. Um, but that that was just a, a really good um, documentary that got me into it. My, I guess my four favorites, Full Metal Jacket. Oh, yes. I love Full Metal. Matter of fact, I have to say the first date my wife and I went on, we went to see that movie. And she stayed with you? Holy shit. She, she's a saint. Yep. That was the very first date we went on. We went to see Full Metal Jacket. And I still remember, this is my rifle. This is my gun. This is for fighting. This is for fun. <laughs> Oh my god! Has she stayed with you after that? I don't know. <laughs> Brilliant, absolutely. First date movie. That that's. I I bet there's no one else in the world that can can say that that was the first date movie. Yeah, she, she actually asked to go along because wow. I just made the comment I was going to see the movie. She said I'd like to go see that. I said okay. So we went together and awesome. All downhill for her from there. Um, anyway. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, Full Metal Jackets, absolute killer movie. Uh, love it. The Green Beret, John Wayne uh, dealing with Vietnam. Um, yep. Now, it, it depends which way you look at it. Some people don't like it because of the way it was filmed and, and the story arc and so forth. But some people say it's not true to the time and stuff. But look, I love the film. I think it's a great film. And hey, John Wayne's in it. What? You know, John Wayne's just, he's the dude. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, did I mention The Great Escape? No. So the oh, great, I haven't thought of that movie for a long great time. Great Escape, wonderful movie, based around World War Two and the Nazi camps. And uh, what I think my movies, uh, other than, say, Full Metal Jacket, and even Green Beret, is a little bit more about the people, I guess, than the war itself. Because my other favourite one, and, and this it is perhaps my favourite movie of all time, is Casablanca. And that was sort of based on... Do, 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 do. Yeah. Uh, but, do, do, do. Yeah, so... <laughs> but it, it's just... Again, Casablanca, there was no war in it. It was just wartime. And it was people getting out of war-driven uh, countries that, that were under Nazi reign and, and stuff like that. So it was more about the people and the relationships of the people. So... I class that as a war movie, even though many people would class it as a romantic drama or just a drama. I class it as a war movie because it was based around that time frame. Is it factual? No, not really. It's a fictional story that that's you know written with the 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 back the backing of the war. Uh, whereas the Great Escape, for instance, is actually based on the the book, uh, which I've actually got. The book's very good as well. Um, so you know it's um. A lot of good, a lot of good war films, though. Yeah, I, I do. I love war films. It's, you know, it's a sickness. Ooh. Some of them I've watched a lot too. Beneath Hill sixty, it's an Australian war film. Um, I've actually got the DVD, but I haven't opened it yet. I, I've had it for a while sitting on the shelf, and it's just one of those that I, I keep. Oh, I've got to watch that again. 
Uh, but that was a really, really good war film. Heartbreak Ridge. Haven't seen that one. Clint Eastwood. Uh, yeah, Clint Eastwood plays a drill instructor. It's uh, not a whole lot of war, but it actually ends up with the invasion of Grenada mm-hmm. back in, what would that have been, the 80, early to mid-80s? Because I had some friends that were on the invasion force. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a good one. Uh, I like that one. So, Deer Hunter? Oh, wow. I haven't thought about that one for a long time either. That, that one's an epic film to watch. That's just, you know, again, Vietnam. Um, and that one... Really, it, it, sometimes when I watch that one, I want to cut out the first hour, um, just because it's it can be a little slow to get going if you're not really in the mood for the entire film. But once it gets going, and and uh, once they're in Vietnam, then it's like, okay, this is great. It just flows. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think of the other ones that I've got. I think I've got a whole shelf of them over there, but I'm drawing a blank. Uh, right now, but uh, but I do remember. I remember when the movie Midway came out in the seventies. The big deal was sense surround was the thing they were okay. advertising. So you so like you were right in the battle. You know that was the whole thing. You know and the you know the fact that they were using the same stock footage they'd used in the movie Tora 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 and other movies. You know they were using stock footage, but I did. Uh, I, I do remember that going to the theater. We were all, all my friends and I, we were all excited. We got, we sat in the center of the theater up near the front so we could see it all. And, you know, yep. we were all worked up about, it. we used to love to watch war movies. We'd watch them over and over and over and over again. So, yeah, I, I, I think it's healthy actually, because, okay, not that we're ever going to war you and me, although we, we war against each other. Uh, but <laughs> it's one of those I'll bomb things, you again. You will, you will. <laughs> And you'll, you'll hit the uh, the reef instead of hitting me. Um, but you know what? Sometimes it's good to actually reflect on war, and, and especially with Anzac Day just being gone. That's our, our big day where we celebrate the, the wars that have gone past and we reflect back and, and celebrate um, the lives of the people who, who gave their lives uh, for their country and their cause. And it really is a... Um, a good thing to look back on in the hope that we don't make the same mistakes again. Yes. It, we, we, we're, if we don't learn from history, we're condemned to repeat it, I think is the way the saying goes. Definitely. Definitely. If you, or if you don't learn from the past, you're condemned to repeat it. So, yeah, it's uh, it truly is, although the world never seems to quite learn because we still seem to keep on fighting, but, you know. Well, yeah, it's um, it's just stupid, really. That's... Unfortunately, I don't think that there'll ever be true peace in in the sense that, you know, hippies wanted it in the 1970s. I don't think that there'll be that true peace, love and understanding. I don't think we'll ever really truly reach the the Star Trek universe level of of peace on our world. I'd like to think we will, but there's too much division and there's too much damage that has been done. uh, And and people are, are too different from each other. I mean... To, to you know, I, I look. I have people that I know that oh god, I hate your guts. Not you, Kevin, and not you, listeners. But there are people out there that it's like oh man, I absolutely hate that guy. You know, wouldn't mind seeing him dead. Boom, boom, boom. But you know, <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, you know. What? But look. remember, with with the bayonet, you stick it in, you twist, and you lift, and re- pull, pull it back out. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, we we don't have those, but you know, there's just there's too much individuality. I think to have peace. Uh, you know, I, I mean, we can live in peace as we do pretty much now, where you know the majority of the world's population is kind to each other and 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 so forth. But then there's just there's holes in in stuff, and look, even in different countries, we'd we'd need. You know, there's always this term, the new world order is coming upon us where we're going to have one universal government for the entire world. Sounds interesting, but guess what? That's going to start World War Three because, you know, I don't want an American coming in and telling me how to live in my country. You don't want an Australian coming in telling you how to live in your country. You know, the Brits don't want the same thing. You know, we're all, we're all individuals in all individual countries, and... 
you know, unless you do have that one government that controls everything and says, all right, we're going to transform the earth and transform humanity to be this image. And if everyone agrees to it, great, you got the Star Trek universe. Otherwise, all you've got is anarchy and, and uh, World War Three. Well, the good thing is about this, you won't have to worry about it because I am planning a black op to come in and get you and make sure things work out the way they need to. I already have my <sighs> my camo and everything set up, so it's all good. I, I'm hoping that he means to, to get me and keep me safe, listeners, but... I sadly, sadly, sadly think that he means to shoot me in the butt. No, I'm going to do it with razor wire. Oh! No, <laughs> you're not. You're going to shoot me in the butt. <laughs> no, no, I want... I, no, no, I want... no, I've made my decision. If you're going <laughs> to hurt me, it's going to be with a bullet. <laughs> no, I wasn't, no, I never said a bullet. I said I was going to use rock salt. Whatever, so it's it going to bloody hurt <laughs> Just so it would burn and sting for a few months. <laughs> uh, Kevin, you're a bad, 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 bad man. Bang, bang. What? You don't like my bang, bang? I'm dead. I'm playing dead. I just need to go like a puppy dog in the air and put the paws up in the air. and uh... Uh, that's a, You remind me of an old joke I'll tell before we finish up here. Says these old boys are going out coon hunting, raccoon hunting for people that don't know what I'm talking about. But they're going out coon hunting, and they're out there. And the guy has his, so he's with his friend. He says, "What's this?" He said, "He said, what do you got?" He said, "Well, I got the gun." He said, "You, you, I'm gonna carry the gun. Old Blue, my dog here, is gonna run the coon up the tree. I'll shoot the coon out of the tree." And he says, "Okay." He said, "But you got a knife on your belt." And he says, "Oh yeah." He said, let me give you the knife. You hold the knife. He said, well, what's the knife for? He said, well, if the coon doesn't go up the tree and I sh- and, a, and a coon comes after me and runs up my leg, you make sure you stab Old Blue because I don't want him chasing the coon up my leg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So that, that, I think that, I might that, have messed that up. Well, I kind of got it, though. I kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't you want You stab that. the dog. <laughs> yeah. You definitely don't want the dog going for you, that's for sure. Yeah. Nope, you don't want that doing. Uh, well, Kevin, on that note, we might call it an end to uh, to this week and get prepared for our anniversary special. God knows what we're going to do. Is it next week or when is it? Six weeks from now, dumbass. I mean, six weeks from now, dude. <laughs> oh, jeez, that far ahead. I thought it was next week. Well, then we can do the Fred Flintstone song. Happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. Happy, 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 happy anniversary. Have you ever seen Fred Flintstone sing that? Yeah, I, you know what? I love the Flintstones, but I can't remember it. But you know what? I'll Google, I'll, no, I'll, I'll YouTube it. Yes, you can find it on YouTube because every year on anniversary, my wife will walk in the room and I'll hit play. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. And she, and she still goes, stays with you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> 25 years of hearing that song. It's like, really? That, that, that life insurance must be massive, Kevin. That's why it's hidden. Locked away. <laughs> Nobody knows. Oh, dear. Well, Kevin, we'll, uh, in six weeks' time, we'll do something special. We'll certainly have that three-way with Mike finally. We'll uh, we'll get the bromance heated up, and uh, and I don't know. We'll do something fun. Listeners, tell us what to do. Come on, I know you're listening. Don't just yeah, sit we'll there get... and hide behind your keyboard or your iPhone. If you've got an iPod, I can understand, because you can't do shit with those. But, you know, if you've got something with a keyboard, or you've got Siri, tell us what to do on our... Our hundredth episode, because I'm drawing a blank, other than doing it totally naked, and then I don't. Oh, know. And, please, and please, God, not that! I've already seen that. I don't need to see that again. Yeah, I, I don't know. As I, you know, it'd get a bit cold. Me, me stuff would shrivel and disappear, and then you know, people would think I'm less of a man than I really am. <laughs> okay, Kevin, where can the listeners find out more about you? They can see more of my striptease. Oh, wait a minute. No, that's not it. They can find out more about me over Kevin on Twitter. Kevin Porn. Yeah, there you go. B- 
But no, if you want to find out more about me, go over to twitter.com forward slash B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A. And yes, I do keep the underscores in there to annoy Mark and Allison. Yes, I do. Uh, uh, Or you can go over to about.me forward slash Kevin Alder. Fantastic. And for anything related to me, simply head across to markgrintree.com or uh, it's Mark underscore Greentree at Twitter or just Mark Greentree at Twitter. I don't Mark know. Un- it's Mark underscore Greentree. My God, Kevin even knows. He must yes. be a true fan. Listeners, I got a fan. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sad. pink. I've never, <laughs> I've never had a fan before. Yeah, I'm a fan of your Klingon. Anyways. <laughs> and on that note, from the dark side of the moon, until next week, take care. And please, please be sure, between now and next week, to hug a geek. Hello, people. My name's Peter Bird, and I'm the host of the Deep Look podcast. The idea behind the show is that we talk to our guests, and we learn more about them, the subjects the people, the things that shape their lives or the things they're interested in or the things they would possibly want to know more about. Basically, we just like to look a little deeper and see what's there and to learn. If that appeals to you or you like that idea or if even if you have a guest that you think we should try and speak to, then come on by and give us a go. We are part of the Stoplight Network.